Welcome, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. This is Brother Jimmy Fortunato, and you're listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Baptist Church in Tennessee. For more information about our church, please visit us on the web at pilgrimbaptist.church. 2 Timothy chapter number 4, because you don't want to start the week without some good Bible preaching and teaching. Hopefully, Lord helping me, that will be the case this morning. We're in the last chapter of 2 Timothy. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are humbled that we can be here. Open up Your Word. We're thankful that we have it, can hold it in our hands, read it, and believe it for ourselves. We pray that Your saints would be edified. Lord, please use me to tell the truth from Your Holy Word. Proclaim the truths within it to edify your saints. In Christ's name we pray, amen. 2 Timothy chapter number 4, we are in verse number 5. We're going to cover 5 through 8. But watch thou in all things. That's a heavy charge. We're all on duty. We're on watch duty. We have to guard against false doctrine. We have to guard against sin. We are on watch. You can't get caught falling asleep on watch, can you? What's going to happen? You're going to get in trouble. You're going to get fired. But why? Why should we be so watchful? One reason is the apostasy in our day. Christians have become negligent. They don't read their Bibles, let alone study them. But why else watch? We are going to need good men to take over the work. Not only do we have to watch for negative things, we have to watch for positive things. Probably a good bet that I'm not going to see the full extent of what God has here for Pilgrim Baptist. <laughs> Probably not a good bet that Sister Caroline is going to see the full extent of what God's going to do through Pilgrim Baptist. So we need to watch for good men and good women to be able to take over the work. We need men to preach. We need women to sing and, and teach women's Bible studies and do Sunday school and witness. And there's so many things that need to be done. So there's the positive side as well. We need to watch thou in all things. Finally, we need to watch because the devil has a special watch on preachers of the word. A famous bank robber was asked, why? Do you rob banks? And his answer was very, very simple. He said, because that's where the money is. <laughs> that was a true story. Acts chapter 20, verse 29, the Bible says, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. God is fine with people sitting in church. Or, I'm sorry, Satan is fine with people sitting in church as long as they're not really getting some good truth. Satan's even fine with people getting some truth at church as long as they don't get that truth out into the world. There's this idea or mentality, I just keep it in the church. That's Satan's lie. Keep it in the church. Keep it in the church. Keep it in the church. He's got a special mark on churches that want to do something for real for God. 
we need to watch for the positives and the negatives. Uh, let's get back to verse number five. But watch thou in all things. The Bible says then, endure afflictions. That's the ministry. And guess what? Good news. That's the Christian life. That's the Christian life. Uh, I forget the author. Uh, it's, it's a woman author. Uh, Hannah Whitehall Smith, I think her name is, wrote How to Have a Happy Christian Life. And it's not a Joel Osteen style book either. It's an old book. If you haven't read it, that's a great read. How to Have a Happy Christian Life. In the midst of adoring afflictions and in the midst of all the things that Christians come upon. But to endure afflictions, we have to all make sure brave, bold, we're strong, we're resolute. As a preacher, as a pastor, as a church leader, here's how the Bible describes what that man should be. A soldier, a shepherd, a watchman, a husbandman. And every single one of them, they must be able to endure a sweltering hot summer or a very, very frigid, cold, and long winter. These cisbag preachers that you know can't stand any type of confrontation and they just want to skip down the aisle and have every, every day to them is a Friday and every, it's just a big positive hug fest. There's a time and a place for all that. But we have to be more than that. You have a soldier that can't withstand the frigid cold. It's not who you want to have in a foxhole with you. Now, the other reason why we need to be able to endure um, afflictions is the Lord may want to exercise you and me. The Lord may want to test you and me. And He may want to make us fitter for His service in the process, right? And just like a soldier of Christ, what do we do? We endure it. We endure it. There's hardships of this world. Financial, physical, mental, Right? We have to endure them. On the spiritual side as well. All right, let's get back into verse number eight. Henceforth, let's see. uh, I'm sorry. Verse number five. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. What's the root word? Of evangelist. Evangel. That's the root word. What does that mean? The gospel. What is evangelism? Going out and preaching the gospel. What does an evangelist do? He goes out and he gives the good news. He proclaims the gospel. Do the work of an evangelist. It only shows... I don't think it shows up at all in in the Old Testament. It only shows up three times, maybe... Four, but at least three times in the New Testament. Only one person by name, this is Philip the Evangelist. And we're not really given like exact real descriptions of what they do, but they gotta be, they gotta be given the gospel. Do the work of an evangelist. Should we all do that? We can't forget that. 
We can't forget the work that we're called to do. And then the Bible says, make full proof of thy ministry. What does minister mean? To serve, to help, under the authority of Jesus Christ. Make full proof of your service to Christ. There are thousands of ways to minister people. Make full proof of it. Somebody says, well, I don't know a thousand ways to minister people. Pick one. Learn one way to minister and then do that. My ministry isn't going to look exactly like Paul or Timothy's. Our church isn't going to look exactly like that either. Our church is not going to look exactly like my pastor's church. My ministry is not going to look exactly like my pastor's ministry. It's not going to happen. Same Bible, same doctrine, same beliefs. But why is it different? We have different opportunities, you and I, our church, other churches. We have different gifts. We have different strengths. We have different weaknesses. We have different people that God made with different personalities. Same message, same gospel, same doctrine. Make full proof of it. Don't try to clone and try to look exactly like not going to work. We have to go through the doors of opportunity that the Lord opens for us. Who would have thought we would have been meeting in an, in an office conference room, really, and you know, someone else has this really nice, what you would, Americans would call church building. Who would have thought? Both of those could have the same doctrine, right? We don't look exactly the same. We don't. It's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Whatever ministry opportunity the Lord opens up for you, walk through it. People say I have patience. I don't know if I have patience or not. Maybe I do in some things and not in others. I don't have patience for people that have been to jail. I don't. I think that they're just... I don't. But there's people that do. Make full proof of thy ministry. Good friend of mine. He's in jail every week. <laughs> he is. He's in jail every week. He just loves those people. Loves them. I can't stand him. He asked me if I wanted to come help him with the ministry. I said I'd love to, but I don't know. Not for me but it's for him and he does a great job at it. And there might be a young person who, oh, I don't know about that. But then there's another young person, oh, I like that. Who's right? Oh, make full proof of thy ministry. Every lady doesn't need to know how to crochet and put Bible verses in a blanket. But the ones that do, make full proof of thy ministry. <laughs> Every lady doesn't need to know how to bake and put a little thing in there when it's wrapped with the, with the plan of salvation on the little ribbon. In the, 
but the ones that do make full proof of thy ministry. Everybody isn't going to look exactly the same, but everybody's message is the same. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Makes sense. We getting we getting what we're you picking up what I'm trying to dish out. Verse number six. Look at this. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Every single organization has this principle. It's the older saying to the younger, I'm about ready to depart. In business, there's going to be somebody that needs to take over the company. Now, I'm not for Dismaland. I think it's a humanistic organization, but Walt isn't still alive. Dismaland is still going strong. Why? Because someone took over the organization. And now Mickey can fly around with magic, magic wands and all that. And every church, the preacher, <laughs> no matter what picture they put on the website or the brochure, He's not going to stay that age. And if you've been around church long enough, you know you've walked into churches from, from the website and the guy's, you know, he's 29 in the photo and you walk in, the guy's like 89. <laughs> what happened to you? <laughs> uh, well, the website hasn't been updated in a while. A while? It's been 50 years, preacher. He's not going to live forever. Somebody else has to be able to take the baton because there's going to be a departure. I had the scatterbrained idea. It's not really scatterbrained. It was... I, I, I had a martial arts school. 16 years. I sold that school so we can move, go to Bible school, learn the Bible, go out, start a church, all that. Great. Great, great, great. Well, I need, I need someone to take over. The time of my departure was at hand. <laughs> and instead of putting it up for sale, there was, a, there was a student I had that I, I thought he would be great at it. He was very, very good. And I just thought, I'm going to go to the guy who I think would do a great job. <laughs> well, not to get too far off on a rabbit trail, it didn't work. Great guy, good guy. It didn't work. Now, the office I used to sit in is a walk-in freezer, walk-in refrigerator for liquor. The time of my departure was at hand and the person that took the baton couldn't do anything with it. Now, that's sad, but it's not the end of the world. Life goes on. And that's the big deal. Well, it's a bigger deal when it comes to when you're dealing with something for the Lord. You want to make full proof of thy ministry. When the time of your departure is at hand, you want to, you want to lay to rest knowing that you got someone to take over a work, and you do. Or at least I do. We've got to train young people. 
to be servants for the Lord. Where else are they going to get it? Not many places. Not many places. Few and far between. How to function and how to operate in a local church. We're going to be left to YouTube and correspondence courses. Because people can't function with other human beings. Nothing against correspondence. I learned a lot from correspondence. And I'm sure you do too. You correspond by, you, you go online, I go online. You read, I, right, right? Not against it. The Bible school I came from, they have that. But what you miss out is you being able to be proven under other people that are going to tell you, nah, no, that's wrong. Do it this way. You get, there's proving ground. You have a better opportunity opportunity to make full proof of thy ministry when you have other leaders, other men. You have to learn to get to you have to learn to get along with people who aren't going to see it exactly the same way that you see it. There's a lot of benefit there. A lot of benefit. And I'm thankful for it. And I'd love to have I have that vision for Pilgrim Baptist. I'd love to see this place grow into a place where young people can grow up and learn how to live a Christian life, really live it amongst other believers and learn the Bible and be able to practice living the Bible. I really desire that. And I'm probably not going to see the full proof of what God would have here at this church. But I want to make full proof of thy ministry of what God has given me to do. And I want to know when the time of my departure is at hand. We want to keep it going. We want someone to come in here in 20 years and do a better job than I can do. Someone to fulfill it. Right now, this is just a church plant. Maybe, Lord willing, someday it'll soon be in the hands of of one of the children that would start coming and really get a vision for God. The younger must be willing and ready to receive it. They must be prepared and they must be ready for battle. Companies fail if that doesn't happen. Sports teams would fail if that doesn't happen. They have to have another generation of athletes coming in or it fails. That's why the academy I ran failed. It's no longer. It's done. It's failed. Because no one, the next generation of athletes weren't able to take it over. Well, what happened to them? Everybody but two was happy. They went. I got them into another academy. And some of them are still training today. Praise, praise the Lord. That's physical. We're talking temporal stuff. Athletes, business. It's got to be able to go on because other leaders are trained to be able to take the baton when someone's departure is at hand. This has to be bigger than me and my family. <laughs> Nobody's one fan. It's not. We've got to pray that God will build His church. We have to. So the question is, 
Let's get over to Philippians 2. Are you ready to be offered? Philippians chapter 2. Let's read in verse number 16. Philippians 2.16. Holding forth the word of life. That I may rejoice in the day of Christ. That I have not run in vain. Neither labored in vain. Here it is the key verse. Yea and if I be offered upon the sacrifice and service of your faith. I joy and rejoice with you all for the same cause. Also do ye joy and rejoice with me. I want to look at my life the same way Paul looked at his life. As a life of sacrifice and service to the Lord. Are you ready to be offered? Can you say that? Look at your life like Paul looked at his life. A sacrifice and a service to the Lord. Verse number 19. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly unto you that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. For all seek their own. Not the things which are Jesus Christ's. You know what he says? Good old Timmy boy's coming up next. And you know what he's going to have to deal with? The same thing that I'm going to deal with. Selfish people. That's what you're going to have to deal with in your life. That's what I'm going to have to deal with in my life. They only seek the service of themselves. Paul and Timothy stood out as an example. We must stand out as an example. I must stand out as an example. You personally must stand out as an example. So at your departure, you and those that know you and those that love you and those that despise you can say the service and the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ was their life. Make full proof of thy ministry. Endure afflictions. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Let's get back there. Verse number 7. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. You can't get away from the clear fact that the Christian life is described as a life of conflict. It's a spiritual fight which is called the good fight. Which is why I had the harebrained idea when I sold my academy I wasn't going to fight that fight anymore. I was going to spend the latter half of my adult life fighting a different fight, the good fight, laying hold on eternal life. So I said, I can't do that without money. So I'll start another company. I'll stay in the same industry. And you know what I'll call it? The good fight. And people ask me all the time, why is it called the good fight? And I get to give them the answer. 
And every once in a while, you get somebody sour that'll say, oh great, another 80 bucks goes to the right wing. <laughs> Praise God! Because there's a fight that's more important. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. And you know what happens when a soldier gets saved? He marches into battle following a different commander-in-chief. And you know what happens when a shepherd gets saved? He's herding lost sheep to the good shepherd who gave his life for the sheep. You see the parallels here? What happens when the husbandman or the farmer, the tiller of the ground, gets saved? He sows spiritual seed. He's serving who? The Lord of the harvest. And he trusts that the Lord would bring forth spiritual fruit. And he tries to gather the fragments. It's all there. You know what the watchman does? He watches for souls to warn of the impending doom that's upon them, God's wrath because of their sin. 1 Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. When you build a log home, it's an industry where people are more educated in that industry alone than any other type of home that is built. That's what statistics say. It's a very educated niche. They go to all, they have log home shows, they have log home conferences, they have log home uh, little um, weekend expos you go through and learn and see stuff. The people are very, very educated. One of the big things people like is that they're supposed to be one of the strongest structures built. You know, so the hurricane goes through and what's left standing in the keys? You know, the log home, eh, it's there. And fire, because it's so thick, you know, it's supposed to be longer to burn through. And, you know, you know, people don't believe that. So, you know, you can go to one show and they'll light something on fire. And people have all these ways of selling their product, right? You believe in your product, you're going you're to do all these foolproof ways to sell it. Let's say all that's true. And the hurricane or the tornado, whatever comes through Tennessee, hits. And, and, and our home's left standing. Great. Great. Temporarily, that's great. There's no way it will last forever. Because the flip side of a log home is it requires maintenance. Now, of course... No one ever cleans their shingle, their, their siding. No one ever, <laughs> every home has maintenance. But the con to log homes is there's more maintenance. So you know what you got to do? You got to spray it, stain it every three to seven years, depending on how much sun it gets and all that. And then there's bees, bugs. So you have to take preventative measures because nothing is going to last for eternity doesn't matter how good it is. It isn't going to last. What are you fighting for? What am I fighting for? Ephesians 2, where we'll start wrapping up. And then 2 Thessalonians 3. 2 Thessalonians 3. And then Galatians, Ephesians. 
chapter 2. The Bible says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. There is a course that needs to be followed. There is a course that needs to be finished. The question I'm opposing is, are you staying on course? A physical ship sets sail on a course. A plane follows a course or a path. A runner is given a course and he has to stay on that course in order to run and have a chance of winning. Spiritually, are you staying on course? Are you fighting the right fights? Ephesians chapter 2, verse number 2. Look, wherein in time past ye walked according to what? The course of this world. According to the prince, the power, the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. That's the course you walked prior to getting saved. What's the course that people that aren't saved walking in? This course. Don't lose sight of that when you evangelize the lost. You do the work of an evangelist. They're walking a course, and it's according to this world, and Satan is the prince and the power of it. That is the course we want to get people off of. And then 2 Thessalonians 3 Here's what you want. Finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you. And that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men for all men have not faith. That's who we want to have free course in our life. And when we allow the Lord to have free course of our life, then we can finish our course. Amen. All right, let's, we got one more verse. Let's get back to 2 Timothy. We want to wrap up with verse number 8. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 8. The Bible says, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Here it is, the assurance of the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge shall give me at that day and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Isn't that neat? You got the Lord who's a righteous judge. And then you have the Lord who also is a giver of rewards. I mean, that's a parenting tip right there. You can't just be the judge of everything they do that's wrong. You've got to be able to be a giver of rewards. You're a boss of a company, same thing. you the coach or an instructor or of, a, of a group or a team. or, a, or a, You've got to be able to give rewards. It can't all be this is what you did wrong. This is what we're going to correct you on this week. There needs to be both. That's the righteous way to do it. But look, there's a reward for those who fight for the cause of righteousness. A reward. God gives a reward. It's not a worldly trinket or, or, or a trophy, but it's a spiritual. It's a reward given by the Lord Himself. Do you know what we have when we get saved? God's imputed righteousness. He imputes righteousness to our account. Now, you and I as believers have to now decide 
do I want to live a righteous life or not? There's a reward for that. And for those, look what it says, that love, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Here, there, in the air. People longing and waiting and just love the appearing of the Lord. There's a crown of righteousness, a reward that God has for his saints. Now, here's, here's the last thing I want to close with, what I thought is really good. Look at what it says in three words. I want to finish with this because this is so good. But unto, look at this, all them also. When God gives a prize or a reward, it's not like competition and prizes down here on earth. When you go to a competition, one person wins first place. Everybody else goes home as the loser. They didn't win. There's only one winner. Down here, everybody else loses. You got to wait till the next event to try to win. But not with God's eternal rewards. It's not the same. Do you love his appearing? Do you love living a righteous life? There's a reward also for you and also for you and also for you. It's not one person wins. But unto all them also. That's the resounding difference of biblical Christianity. You only gain with Christ. It's not I get saved, you have all these rules, you can't do anything. No, you only win the more you live for Him, the more you win Christ, the more you gain. Living a righteous life and a holy life is gain. Loving the Lord's appearance is a gain. You can't lose. People miss this because we always default to carnal, temporal thinking. Let us not miss it. There's a eternal rewards for His saints. Would you bow with me please? Heavenly Father, thank You. Help us to desire to Love Your appearing more. Help us to desire to live a holy, righteous life. Lord, help us to endure afflictions. Help us to make full proof of our ministry. Lord, help us to stay on course. Help us to keep the faith. Help us to fight the good fight. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thanks a bunch for listening. For more information about Pilgrim Baptist Church, be sure to visit us online at pilgrimbaptist.church where you can also send me a personal message or learn more about joining us for a church service. And remember, Christ is all.